Are you a professional optimised business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalise your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customise your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Oh, it's a bit like Christmas. We've been away. I've been away from the studio and I've missed it. Pakua Frimpong is my co-host. Hello. Hello, George. Are How you are accustomed you? Uh, to uh, having me in the studio? We, we, we Can did... you cope? We certainly missed having you in the studio. It's good to have you. It's good to hey, have you. Hey, that was a hoot. It was good. To, yeah, it's good to have you back. Yeah, no, look, a lot of fun. Uh, and I want to say thank you to um, to you for uh, carrying the show and making it happen for the last couple of weeks. We had a couple of uh, challenges that kept us busy and preoccupied, but we're back and we've got a program for you. An hour over the, uh, over the uh, airwaves on... FNR Football Nation Radio. State of our football nation is the um, theme that we talk about each and every Thursday. And Pakua tells me that we have a couple of special guests. One I'm really looking forward... Actually, I'm looking forward to speaking to both of them for very different reasons. Um, They come to us from two different areas, but both are very good at what they do. Uh, One is currently buoyant. Is that fair to say? I think... think uh, we're talking about I Richard Peel, the, the chair of, of uh, the Central Coast Mariners, and the very good reason. We spoke to him very early on this year, and he told us about uh, his new challenge, which was coming on board and making sure that the Central Coast Mariners could be the best team that, uh, you know, under his watch that it could be. And true to his word... Uh, and the efforts of not only the entire playing staff, but the coaching staff as well, they've made the grand final 2023. That's some effort, isn't it? Absolutely. Deservedly so. They've played some outstanding football. They certainly I, have. I thought they were going to fall at the last hurdle against Adelaide. Really? Right? I didn't well, think you, that. You know, they say that, that wonderful line, the more you play one team, right, you're, you're bound to get the, the wrong result the next time. For example, the more often you play a side, the closer you are to a loss, yeah, if you've been beating them consistently. And Adelaide Reds have found a, a, a voodoo team, a hoodoo team, and it was the Central Coast Mariners all year. And I thought, how, how good is this going to be if they can make it four out of four? And then I thought, oh, you know, that little thought in the back of your head, are the Reds going to get up and upset them in front of 20,000 fans at home? And, of course, the answer was, not on your life. That 20,000 crowd was superb, but so was their team. I will say, George, I think the thing that was most impressive about that that final series between those two was just the crowds at both grounds. They were yeah, both, they were they're tre- both tremendous. Ex- excellent crowds. Yeah. Obviously, I think it's the first time the Mariners had sold out their stadium and Adelaide, we've seen them throughout the season, have continued to get oh. really, really good crowds Coop, and things like Cooper that. Cooper Stadium, 
has got to be one of the most wonderful gr- grounds to go and watch A-League football. Yeah. Um, sure. it, the energy, uh, it, it pulsates. Uh, I've been at that ground uh, during an Olympics tournament. I've been there when they've had other special events, and it is a tremendous ground. And, of course, that surface has got to be one of the best surfaces to play on in the whole competition. Yeah, I think that Coopers is what A-League Stadium should be like. They should yeah, be, every ground yeah, should be like should that. Be, they should be small and intimate and create really great atmospheres. And I, I think I saw a comment on the, one of the A-League's posts and this fan was like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have games at over 30K stadiums. That's interesting. Because I, I, think, I think that football is about the intensity of the fans and I think that when you're having such small, like much smaller grounds, I think Amy's a really, I okay. think Amy's a really good size. Okay. And let me let me be a spoil sport and ask you this question because I know you're going to have a, the right answer for me. Uh, if that's the case, how tough is it going to be for the Matildas to walk out to play Ireland in front of ninety three thousand? Uh, but the, but that's like that's a major international. Tournament. Oh, okay. It's a major international. So the rules suddenly change. No, no, but I, that's a that's a major international <laughs> tournament. We're going to get lots of like people traveling all over the world yep. just to come and see us. But I'm talking yep. about for our domestic competition and creating something that's that you can put on, you know, social media and show people how incredible sure. our sport is and how sure. incredible the fans are when you've got stadiums that small and that intimate and the fans fans are singing the whole game, you can hear it. It's so much louder and I think that those are the kinds of places that Lakeside Stadium, the 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 stadium the Knights have um, and Olympic the old Olympic Park were tremendous at generating a wonderful vibe once the crowd was involved and committed and focused uh, and it was like electric. And that's what we saw at both competitions. Uh, in both matches, both contests, uh, the one in Adelaide where the Central Coast Mariners reigned supreme and again playing at home in the second semi semi-final. Uh, where the stakes were truly high and Adelaide had nothing to lose. They had to go for it. Um, I thought their daring, I thought the daring of the Central Coast Mariners, of this young team, their daring and their run for the entire game was classic, was terrific and probably one of the big reasons why they emerged victorious. Yeah, I think... A lot has also got to come down to Nick Montgomery and his coaching staff and oh. how well they've drilled their team into understanding their responsibilities and how they should play the game. And, and I think when you do that to a side, when you make them understand why you're doing something and how it works effectively, when the moments get tough, hmm. obviously it, it wasn't like it was relatively comfortable for them in the end, I would yep. say. In those pressure moments, you know what to fall back on. You believe in your system Correct. because you Correct. understand why well, you do that. We've seen it this year with the emergence of uh, Brighton Hove Albion in the English Premier League. They've been under a, a second coach because, remember, they lost their their um, their golden uh, <laughs> leader, Graham Potter, to Chelsea, and that turned out uh, very poorly for Chelsea. Uh, turned out all right for Brighton, though, because they brought a guy from Italy in called De Gerbi, and um, he's just continued to climb the ladder of success. Yeah, I What have you made of his effort, You're taking on board what you just said? He's given each and every one of his players a reason to play that way, 
why he wants them to 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 be as industrious and why why they play the game they play I the think, style of football i think they're they're buying in or they've bought in they're so effective because they also understand where they are as a club and who they are as a club and when you understand that you maybe probably won't win the league but yep. you can be a damn competitive side of competitive side and they play a really smart brand of football they do. it's very hard to to emulate but also it's very simplistic Yeah, it's simplistic, but doing the simplest things is also one of the hardest things to do in football. I, I think I think I, I understand where you're saying simplicity, but they have they have created some some patterns of play that continually under pressure deliver, no, which I, is which is some feat. Absolutely, absolutely. I think they're they're well drilled side. Yeah, they're well drilled. And they do you think that month away uh, when the World Cup was happening, Dejerbi came in. Uh, at that particular time, and I was listening to Pascal Gross, the the German who plays for Brighton, saying that was vital. That one month they had away with a new coach, they got a chance to to buy into his uh, style system, of football yeah. and to understand the patterns that he wanted them to I, run. I also think it's, it helps that the trans Graham Potter was a great coach for Brighton. He was no Brighton, doubt. Brighton no were, doubt. but Brighton they needed to make a step. And they could they struggled to make that step under Graham Potter. And I think Zerbi's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tongue yeah. twist that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his style of play was similar enough to Graham Potter's that it was easy for them to adapt to it. But yeah. it had certain yeah, tweaks con. that allowed them to to advance and progress to being able to play Europa League next year, which is well deserved. And they've got players that they're probably going to sell, but they have such a great recruiting system. I think it it's testament to the wow. ability of clubs to understand and see value in players and see the long-term prospects and see what you need to do to make them better. I think, uh, is it Tony Bloom, the chair of uh, Brighton Hove Albion? I think he's a very smart dude. Uh, he's They've been very astute. and He came out the other day and said, uh, we're thrilled to bits with the Sherby. But uh, it tells you that it tells you a lot more. They've been really, really smart um, and they've gone out and found these young boys uh, this young Paraguayan that scored a, a, a monster of a goal against Manchester City this morning. Um, well, I think he he kicked the ball so hard. I think he got a hammy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he he lit the ground. Uh, they played, of course, at home this morning against the champions of the English Premier League, Manchester City. And I, I've got to tell you, at times they seem to f- um, frighten them. Yeah, I think Brighton. They took it to them. Brighton, the likes of Brighton, Aston Villa, and Fulham this year have made the, the Premier League yeah, even more exciting yeah, because yeah. because for a long time the group behind the top four yeah. they were good, but you never thought that they could beat those top four sides. Whereas this year, when if I look you, at them, if I'm you like, and I had had a discussion before the season started, there was no way no. we would have, we would have seen the demise of Chelsea. Yeah, we wouldn't have seen Liverpool falling as far as they did. For as long as they did, mind you, they've bounced back brilliantly because on the backs of a number of wins, they've come home with a wet sail. But if you and I had said to one, uh, had said to you, listen, two or three clubs that you you think are going to be locked into the top six are not going to be there, you you would have gone, George, I don't know what you're drinking, yeah. but you need to cease and desist. <laughs> and, and look at the scoreboard. Look at the the Premier League ladder. It, there are names up there that defy, almost defy gravity. It, it's, it's incredible. But I think and you're right, Aston Villa, 
where they were with Gerard, you know, because- scraping the bottom of the, the ladder. And now they're, they're up there. It shows that the power, the power of having a really good manager. Yep. Because Unai Emery didn't work at Arsenal. <clears throat> and it, it was just probably the wrong time. He is an excellent manager. And the Arsenal played some good football under him. But if you understood Unai Emery, you knew that he was a good manager because he did well at PSG. Probably yep. he didn't get to what PSG's ultimate goal is. But he won the Europa League with Sevilla multiple times because Correct. he's a great manager. He understands his squad and he understands what he has. And Sevilla, Sevilla is much like Aston Villa in that they have a legacy. They probably aren't the top no, um, no, no. restaurants, yeah, yeah. but they understand who they are. I think he's. Club. I think you're right. He's got them. He's got them playing at a level that almost fits their 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 DNA. It's yes. not they're not playing beyond themselves, but they're playing at that keen but, level but, where they are competitive. But they also feel that's what like, you, that's yeah, all you exactly. can ask. And they also feel like a team that if you if they played one of the top four sides yep. and they were playing at their best, they yep. certainly could win that game. And or at least it wouldn't be they wouldn't lose and you'd be like, oh, they never had a chance to mm. win. Mm. And that's what I like about the Premier League. I like there's more competitive nature about it. Oh. I think also, I just want to mention this, George. Yeah, Obviously, I'm an Arsenal fan. Yes. I just want to say that football fans and who love the Premier League should be at least grateful for Arsenal this year because had it not been for Arsenal, <laughs> Man City would have won the league in December and we all would have been bored and wouldn't have cared oh, about Oh, no, the we wouldn't have been bored because the relegation battle the re- has also been but, but George, we extraordinary. Know as, we know as football fans, the relegation battle is super exciting in the last 10 games of the season. But you remember the rest well, of it, you're looking well, at who's going to win the league. Well, well yes, I, I concede all that, but I can tell you that here we are going into the last game of the competition, 38 weeks, and you've got three clubs, and they don't know. They simply don't know if next year they'll be Premier League aspirants. And those co-ops are obviously Leeds in 19th on 31 points, yeah. Leicester Mind City you, 31 if, points If I'm a well. Leeds fan right now... I'm always got a smirk on because they're playing Spurs. Yeah. And Spurs right now, can I say it? And I'm a Spurs man. We're a rabble at the back. Yeah. Yeah. We're a yeah. rabble at the back. And uh, we're going to play away. It's not as if we're playing at home. I, I will say that – exactly. But I will say that Leeds are probably – they're obviously in that – they're yep. currently sitting yep. there. Everton's the only one that's safe. And well, at the moment, they're out of it. I think that Everton were probably sitting there looking the, the happiest because they take on Bournemouth and they they uh, have to win though because you know. Well, I'll get your picks before the the, the the competition finishes. We've got a special guest about to join us, but um, we're going to take a short break before we bring our special guest on. He's the chair of the Central Coast Mariners, Richard Peel. So stand by, wait for that. But before we do that. We've got uh, the uh, the Northern Motor Group have been tremendous for us uh, throughout the whole year, and they have been great fans and supporters of Football Nation Radio for a number of years now. And I've got some great news for you, Miss Bakur, for Football Nation Radio listeners. Our supportive partner, yeah, Northern Motor Group, is offering two hundred and fifty dollars off any in stock vehicle this end of financial year. That's if you take delivery before the 30th of June. Think about that. They've got eight big car brands. We're we're talking MG, Nissan, Kia, Isuzu, Ute, 
uh, Jeep, Ram, Sam, Sam Young, who, who makes some wonderful cars, uh, Peugeot, the great uh, French group, and of course, Pacific Caravan. So it, it is, if you think about it, a one-stop shop for all your driving needs. Plus, they've got over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles. The Northern Motor Group really does have, I, I would say, your next vehicle purchase ready and it's waiting. I, I would put it to you, Procure, don't wait. Why don't you visit the website? It's www.northernmotorgroup.com.au. Do it today. Do it tonight. They're at Grimshaw Street, Bandura. And um, why don't you tell them that George sent you. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Uh, the controversial uh, grand final is happening in Sydney next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. But the most exciting thing about the grand final is the two sides that have made it all the way there. One of them is the, uh, the Premiers, namely Melbourne City. But the other side is one of the youngest, most exciting teams to play football in this country in years. And their chair, the man who at the beginning of the season reached out to us at FNR and said, listen, we've got a job to do and I'm happy to talk about it. Well, he's back and he, he should be wearing the biggest smile you've ever seen. Richard Peel, welcome to FNR. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the invite. No, it's always a pleasure. You were tremendous when we reached out to you at the beginning of the year and you told us very early on the sorts of standards, the sorts of things that you were contemplating, uh, installing and, and, and making sure uh, that uh, the boys uh, throughout the club adopted and can I just say, to a man, um, they've carried it out and, and then some. Uh, Nick Montgomery, of course, his entire coaching staff, uh, Andy Bernal has come on board, and every player, um, and, and even those boys that managed to play for Australia uh, for the Central Coast Mariners, uh, they've been incredible. How, are you keeping a lid on it <laughs> until the, the grand final? Oh, look, definitely keeping the lid on it because we've got a very tough game ahead of us. You know, let's, you know, we're very, uh, um, you know, appreciative of the style of football that Melbourne City play and they're the premiers for a reason. Um, but in saying that, we, we're going there with, with no fear um, and uh, the team will be uh, prepared to the nth degree like uh, they have been all season. And um, I think it'll be a great game. I mean, the game that we drew one all at the stadium with Melbourne City uh, you know, probably four weeks ago, I think is one of the best games uh, in recent memory in Australian football. It was just an absolute end-to-end cracker and could have been four all, five all, if it yeah. wasn't for both goalkeepers <laughs> yeah, who, were, that's true. who were absolutely outstanding. So keeping a lid on it, absolutely, <laughs> because you know we are definitely still – we've still got a lot of work to do as a club. Um and um, but it's it's very exciting times, and I think the thing is, guys, is that really where I always believed that we would uh, reach great heights as a club. Yep, we're probably just a, few, a couple of years ahead of schedule. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say the blue and yellow the, the blue and yellow army that you pr- pr- proposed to us would get up and start and start uh, following the boys. 
uh, has got up all right, and it's been yeah. tremendous. Can you tell us, Richard, it, it means an awful lot. Uh, I've been uh, an administrator at club level and uh, and not in the, in the elite uh, league, of course, in the A-League, uh, but I understand what huge crowds mean. I understand what every dollar through the gate means for, uh, you know, the, the club, the 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 volunteers, the catering groups, and others who all buy in at the beginning of the season. What did that crowd of twenty thousand mean to the Central Coast Mariners? Well, what it meant to us was uh, the, the support that those guys uh, you know, having having a full stadium, setting a setting a record for the stadium and and for our club. It, it meant a lot to the players, and the, and it's what was is validation of the style of football that Monty and Serge have the boys playing. Um, you know, I guess the sort of unfortunate thing is that financially it wasn't rewarding for us personally. Because That's true. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the APL's yeah. gate as it was yeah. in, at Amy Absolutely. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it is. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the way it is. But it, I, I can tell you that it would have been very nice if if we'd have set the 20,000 on our uh, last home game or, yeah. or one that we actually, you know, benefited a little no, bit no, I understand. from. But it now gives us a platform. It gives us a platform for next year. You know, this year we – we set a platform of uh, averaging eight thousand um, people to our uh, every home game, and and, and we've we, we believe that we can do ten thousand next year. So, wow. you know, we it's given us um, a platform to um to to build on for next year. Um, but it was exciting, I can tell you. You know, <laughs> if you'd have told me twelve months ago when I took the club over that we'd fill, we'd set a stadium record uh, within twelve months, I'd have, I'd have asked you what you were taking. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, Bacur does that I all the time. She I does didn't that. think it was possible, George. Uh, I didn't no. think that was uh, possible to do that so quickly. But um, yeah, what a great, what a great advertisement for uh, the A League in general, though. To um, for a, the smallest club youngest clubs you know smallest budget uh, to uh to you know get 20,000 people through the gate i think it's fantastic richard i i wanted to ask in regards obviously that is an, a tremendous achievement for the club and and a great sign for the for the league heading forward how do you as a club capitalize on it? what kind of things do you put in in place to to get more people to to come to not just the finals games but be engaged throughout the whole season yeah yeah, I mean, look, it's a great question. It's a hard one for me to answer on a radio interview, but there is, as there was a strategy for this year, um, you know, th- there's a very robust strategy. In fact, as soon as I hang up, I'm I'm heading to a dinner with two of the uh, uh, my primary um, sponsors. I guess you'd call them ad- advisors. I guess you'd okay. call them, uh, okay. and we're sitting down and and just making sure that we've double crossed every T and and. and Triple dotted every I for the uh, for the, uh, the grand final happy? and exactly what you just said. Yeah, you want sp- to make sure we capitalise on this, but yeah, the sponsors were happy. George, are they buoyant? Are they are they keeping a lid on it, or are they just over the moon? Oh look, I think we're all keeping a lid on it because it's, <laughs> it is a bit like a fairy tale. To be yeah. honest, you know, I um look, I'll tell you the my wife asked me. About four months ago, yeah, about four months ago, there was a an overseas trip that she wanted to do with uh, her best friend, her right. bridesmaid from our wedding, and um, <laughs> she gave me the date, which is uh, 
which is the weekend of the grand final. And, <sighs> and I and she said, "Is there going to be anything that we're uh, on?" And I I said, "Look, I think you're pretty safe to." Um, <laughs> to uh, so so my wife is. So off she's not here. She's not going to be here. She's not going to be here. And, oh, and boy, have I copped it for for uh, from everybody on that one. But to, let's let's be honest. I mean, Mike. I believed we would get into the top four. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I was confident of that. With the age of our team, um, I, it was towards the back end of the season. You know, we like the last five games. I actually started really believing we could not only get to the grand final but give it a real shake. Um, but I did not. I did not think that uh, that you know four months ago that we'd be making the grand final, I'll be honest. Uh, Richard so. Peel is our special guest on Football Nation Radio's State of Our Football Nation, and we're talking about um, his his club's fantastic uh, contribution to the A-League season, and that is a magnificent competitive season that's seen them end up in the grand final. Uh, Richard, if you reflect on it, you've got this old guy in goals, guy called Danny Vukovic, who, who has been a socceroo who on his day can be just about unbeatable. I thought he was tremendous in what he had to do last week uh, in, that, in, that, in both those two legs, but it, last week at home, especially he, the little things that he had to do, he did meticulously. How is he, uh, how is he coping and uh, is he reminding all the young kids that, hey, there's a little bit of work still to do? Well, look, I think Vuka has been absolutely tremendous since yeah. he came back from the World Cup. I think he there was a little bit of pressure on him and you know, social media around yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, prior to the World Cup. You know, obviously I'm biased, but very unfair in my eyes. But to post the World Cup, he's been absolutely outstanding. And candidly, we would not be in the grand final without Danny Vukovic between our sticks. That's a fact. What I will say is that. I've just played uh, him and Sammy Silvera in golf, and um, I absolutely <laughs> kicked their backside. So, so it's no... lucky that uh, Sammy can score goals and Vuka can stop them because, uh, mate, I smashed them on the golf course. No so. second career for them in uh, in golf in their future. Gee, uh, to be fair, actually, Sammy's a decent striker of the of a golf ball, but uh, um, yeah, we does got he the does he play? Today, so. Does he? You can you can be honest with us. Does he play army golf? In other words, left. Right, left, right, mm. left. Who, Sammy? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Sammy's got a. Sammy is a. Uh, is a. Uh, an all-round athlete, George. He's. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys. If he picked up an ice hockey stick, I reckon he'd be decent at it. Oh so. yeah, he's he's wide and, enough. And he's... back to Vuka. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, I mean back to Vuka. He's you know. I, we have an amazing goalkeeper coach who we imported at the start of the year, um, Miguel Miranda, who, you know, modified Vuka's training loads. Vuka came to the club still wanting to train like a 20-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, um, As he, it's, his, it's in his makeup, his, his DNA. It is. it is, and it took a bit to get him to understand that we, <laughs> you know, he, we, he didn't need to, to train that way. And since he has you know, drop back and, and taking days off when his body needs it. Like I said, uh, you know, he's got a smile on his face. Um, and, uh, yeah, what a great season he's had. I'm, I'm so happy for him. He's um, really bounced back from, you know, post the World Cup. Yeah, so. 
So something yeah. something Richard, uh, George and I both like is we both enjoy Ted Lasso as a show. And something I've been yep. seeing on social media a lot recently is uh, when people are at um, in Gosford is that that sign, that believe sign there <laughs> from Ted Lasso. Whose idea was that? And and does that really embody how this season has, has been for you guys? It embodies probably, like I said, towards the back end of the season as we've just got better and better. Remember, we made some some critical changes to our squad in the January window. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. uh, a few players went out and we brought in uh, Christian Theo Harris, who has been absolutely outstanding for yeah, us coming great, off the great bench. Great pickup. Great pickup. Yep. Yeah, amazing pickup. And uh, Jimmy McGarry from uh, Newcastle, who was sitting on the bench up there and, and you know, he has just lit, lit up. Yeah, he hasn't put a foot wrong. For his, yeah. Has not put oh, a foot wrong. Been outstanding. Been outstanding. And and um, Dylan Wenzel Halls, who hasn't had sa- the same luck, he got injured on his first training session. Wow. But it, once those players sort of found their role in the team, and and um, we got all our players back from international duties, illness, and and injury. Uh, look, we we actually just all started believing. Now I'm going to be. I mean, I'm embarrassed to tell you that. I've only found out post us choosing that slogan that it, everyone's telling me that we've ripped off uh, Ted Lasso. But <laughs> it actually w- isn't the case, so I'm a little bit embarrassed. I've only watched one episode of Ted Lasso. Oh, come no, on, so- now, come on! Before the grand final, you've got to stream the entire series, and, and it'll give you even more hope. I, I can tell you why I can't watch it, guys. Yeah, go is because on, all I, right, I, all right. I have a big tattoo on my forearm. Uh, uh, of the Leeds United crest. Um, oh. I was born in Leeds, the same as Monty. So, and, um, so what you're saying you to know, me is that on the weekend when they play Spurs, my boys, you're going to be hoping that they can do the, the Ted Lasso and win and survive in the EPL. Well, we did it last season, but to be honest with you, I don't think they deserve to stay up this season. They, the, the style wow. of football they're playing is horrendous. I think it's, I agree it's with It's embarrassing. You, Oh wow! Rich. I think our NPL side would have beaten them again the, the way they played last Ouch. weekend against West Ham. Come on, that, that was, was uncalled for. Terrible. But is he wrong, <laughs> George? Is he wrong? No, he's probably right. But geez, chair, you've just got to you just got to push them occasionally and and yeah, keep your fingers yeah, crossed. So back to the Ted Lasso. Yeah. Obviously, we had an American coach, and I just could not watch could what not watch. Ted Lasso after watching <laughs> what he was doing to, oh, to our clubs. So, oh, look. Not a fan, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, let's get back to uh, the, the grand final. There, there was an awful lot of controversy, uh, you know, with some of the messaging, uh, with many of the messaging from APL this year, and and I don't want to get anyone into trouble, but can do you think they'll they'll reflect on, on what they did with their messaging? Um I understand Destination New South Wales uh, jumped at the opportunity to host a grand final. That's what, that's what uh, you know, uh, major events teams across Australia have done for the better part of the last 20-odd years and continue to do. They look at great opportunities to bring money into the state and New South Wales, after the elections, of course, looking to, to garner uh, you know, positive opportunities and one of them was to to have the the A League Grand Final in Sydney at one of the new stadiums. What did you make of that? Could it have been handled a little bit better? I think we all think it could have been handled a bit better. Even the people that were involved in handling it, yeah. um, you know, I, I see there's a lot that 
when you sit down with the people that made those decisions, you can see the rationale behind yep. it. Yep. I think we would all admit that the the way it was announced, you know, could have been a lot better. And I also see and and sh- understand the frustration from fans. So oh, I yeah. actually can see it from all, all sides. sides. Yeah. I I hope that post this that we we can find a uh, a a solution that that can keep everybody happy. Um, so I do think we need to look at it. Um, I, I d- certainly am not going to be critical of the fans for their objection. I'm not going to be cr- super critical of the APL yep. for the decision. I am going to say that they should have absolutely uh, consulted and, and and announced it in a different manner than what they did. But yeah, Well said, well said. You know, it's Australian football needs to galvanise itself, George. You know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of, Rugby league greats, yep. you know, that that laugh at the way we administer our game, and then candidly, some of the I won't mention their names, but some of the top executives in the rugby league world, their biggest fear is that Australian football will actually get their game together one well, day. Well, the AFL thinks the same thing too. They they're fearful yeah. of of the world game getting its act together. Look, I, I've said I've said this to a couple of people only recently. The APL. Um, have have uh, it's fledgling. It's a it's a, it's been basically a one year out of uh, you know this uh, you know caesarean operation they had with football Australia. They was finally separated after uh, many years of talk. Uh, it, it it's a big thing to actually have to stand up on your own two feet and find the 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 resources that you need to run a an elite sport in in any marketplace and the APL have had uh, a number of things that have cropped up and one of them the the primary one that you touched on was was messaging they and 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 consultation i think they they've learnt i think i hope they've learnt because if they haven't then we really do have a problem but what fascinates me now is this this unique opportunity for the Central Coast Mariners' yellow and blue army to get coach after coach after coach, train after train after train, uh, down to its combank for the grand final next week. Uh, have you made plans? <laughs> oh, absolutely, mate. We were, uh, look, I, I'm not allowed to actually give the figures out, but I can oh. tell you that, uh, that, that our... Um, Will it Our be a convoy, bases. and do we have to worry about yeah. Megan and 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 Harry? You, there will be a convoy, <laughs> and uh, we're coming, Sydney. We're uh, <laughs> we're bringing the coast down to you for a day, and uh, you know it's it's going to be an event. It will look candidly. It'll be. Oh, I'd bring down a, a couple of us. mini palm trees if I, if I were you. If I was going to stick it to the media, I'd bring a couple of little mini palm trees. You know, little pot plants. Well, and say, look, well, it's the Gold Coast coming to Sydney. I'm trying to get the cannon and the sauce bottles down there, mate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, look. I'm so excited by how the our crowd has responded to the early ticket sales. That's what I can tell you. It's blown me away. And I would say this: that uh, those who want to be going to the grand final from the Central Coast that haven't got their tickets already, you need to get in and get them because they are moving very, very quickly. So, Well, that's exciting. Uh, that look, is exciting. Yeah, it'd be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Um, I'm just so proud of the the players. I, you know, what have I done to, to get to get this 
team to a grand final, I can tell you what I've done, and that is make the decision to give Nick Montgomery the power to make the decisions on who he has around him, um, support him uh, in his uh, transfer market activities. Um, you know, I'd like to say I've done a lot more, but the reality is my 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 ma- my main and possibly only contribution is is supporting a guy who I've got the utmost respect for as, uh, in my eyes, the, the best football brain in this country um, and um, let, him, let him go to work and do his stuff. Uh, I, can um, just, I can say as a chair, what you've done is, and Pakur, this is the best part about being a chairman or chairperson, and that is yep. you, you delegate. You bring smart people in and you get them and you invite them and you offer them the opportunity to, to do their job. And this is what, Richard, this is what you've done. You've given your main man, Nick Montgomery, uh, the energy, the belief, and and the conviction that yes, you believe in what he's doing, and uh, if 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 all things are equal, you'll get the results. Uh, and that's 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 the most wonderful and exciting thing any business man or woman can offer any uh, uh, you know uh, management team under the, uh, underneath them. I think it's. I think it's look the the results. Pakua has been a tough critic uh, of of a lot of teams this year, but she jumped on board the first time we spoke to Nick. And you remember the interview it would have been very early on early on in the season. And Pakua and I uh, not only throughout that interview got a sense that you had something special brewing, but we looked at one another afterwards and went, "How good was that?" He gets and, it. Yeah, and he, he gets, gets it. it. He gets it. And he wants everyone else to get it. The only thing I want to do is I and I don't I'm not going to do it before the grand final, but after the grand final I I'd like to 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 get Nick in a room for about half an hour and say to him just take a breath. Yeah? yeah. You don't have to say yeah. everything all in one sentence. Just take a breath. You, we know that you love the game. We know that you know the game. Just do it justice. Have fun. Have fun. Right. Yeah. And he he looked like he picked up a bit of that. Did you pull him to one side and have a have a gentle just enjoy yourself, Nick? Just enjoy yourself. Ah, uh, look, I can tell you one thing, George. I've been in business for thirty eight years, and I've learned as much off uh, Nick Montgomery about you know business than I have off any other individual. How good's um, that? Yeah. And I'm sure and I'm sure that he's uh he's picked some things up off off uh, myself. Um because the the one thing that I remind him all the time and listen, Nick and I are good mates. <laughs> you know, I think you know, been both been from Leeds, like I've said before, you know, oh. very similar backgrounds growing up. It's uh it's it's a bit you know it there is a. Uh, it's a hard school, a isn't it? It's a hard school. It is a hard school, mate. It certainly is. To, to graduate, you've is, got to you've got to have something special, a bit of ticker. Yep, yep. But I, you know, a, a couple of stages have definitely, you know, tried to help him enjoy and under yeah enjoy. I, I guess the ride a little bit more. But he's a self reflective person too. You know, yeah, Nicky, yeah. he. He's, um, you know, he didn't need really need me advise him that because I think he realised himself at some stages that he's, you know, he did need to uh, just relax a little bit more. But <laughs> he's a uh, high, you know, 
I'd love for you guys to come and watch a training session mate, one mate, day. We, and we'd, see. We'd, oh, the tyranny of distance. I've got to tell you, we'd love to do it. We and we 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 will do it. We will make a point of doing it. But what's really exciting is there is a guy that you've got in that group, and they call him all number of things. His nickname is uh, one that's been embraced by a, an awful lot of people <laughs> yeah. in the marketplace. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say your striker, uh, who is um, a character and a half, uh, Mr. Hibernian, who's come down under. Um, Yep. He's been a revelation. Is he oh, is like- he the, is he the the joker in the pack that keeps everybody <laughs> loose? <laughs> I, look, George. I've been around sporting teams a lot, you know, I conditioned a lot in in the yep. NBL yep. Uh, scene and I have been around you know playing in the NSL a little bit myself and that and, and I can tell you every team says this but I can tell you this team is very very close. <laughs> They are a very close group of guys. There's a few jokers in there. The king joker is definitely Jason. Jason, um, Jason. But there are a number of really cool, cool characters. And, and the thing that – number one thing when, when Monty and Serge and Simo do their scouting yep. and they have their, uh, their interviews with players that either we want to look at bringing in or want to come to us, the first thing they'll do – is see if the the guy the person has good character. And uh, if people don't have good character, they don't belong at the at the central coast. And we've turned down a couple of decent, you know, relatively decent uh, footballers. You know, yeah, decent footballers that just we didn't think would add to the to, to the, the spirit of the team and how we how we want to be. So it's an important club that uh, you know we pride ourselves. Look, I'll tell you one thing, I, and I, I posted this on. Instagram guys, and it, it just hit a home hit home to me that <laughs> after we beat Adelaide four one on the last game to qualify for Asia, yeah, you know it, it would have been a lot of young players could have got carried away and started the celebration early and, and you know got changed after the game, jumped yep. on the bus and went. I can categorically tell you guys that that dressing room was cleaner when our players left that dressing room than when they went in it, and they do that everywhere they go. Uh, you know, very much the New Zealand All Blacks sort of mentality. Where, respect, respect. Where they, um, and the, the respect, Japanese do respect, it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, respect for themselves, for the opposition, for the the cleaners that have to turn up at the ground. There is not one piece of mud left on the floor. The reason I'm saying that, I think that shows the character that this this team have and it shows the culture that Nick and Serge and have Simo instilled. have instilled and Booker have instilled Booker. into this young group of players. Wow. Um to see Max Ballard and Nectar Triantis and all these young boys, you know, in there with the mop and, and searching for a brush to get all the mud <laughs> up, you know, it's it's a pretty cool sight to watch that watch that happening. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, so great group of players. Richard, guys, you, great group of players. You speak about the how great these players are, and I and I was instantly reminded of that APL story I saw of of Dan Hall and and young Henry and, and that relationship and bond and. I want to ask about the connection with the community because mm. obviously that connection with the community is allowed to get that 20,000 fans at Gosford and, and it's going to continue obviously to bring in more fans. But obviously that hit the story with Hendry, the young boy, you know, that's only one mm. part of it. But how have you guys as a club done that and, and created such a great bond with community? I've had chairman of multiple clubs uh, pull me aside after games or rung me during the week after games and said to me, Rich, 
how do you get the players to stay on, out on the field for 45 minutes an hour after the game? And I just actually laugh because I don't get them to stay out. Most of those guys, some of them don't. Some of them just do a quick yep. lap. But a lot of those guys love walking around and having discussions with everybody that wants to talk to them after the game. Um, you know, that's the type of people that we bring to the club and it's it's the it's the culture of the club, like I said, that Nick and Serge make sure is uh is evident every every time um at, at every opportunity. Obviously COVID stopped a lot of the public engagements that we were able to do. Um, but we made sure you know, once we were allowed back out in the community, that uh, we we um, we we made sure that we were out every week. You know, play players out to schools, out to um, charities, and and doing a lot of public work. Guess who's just jumped in the car with me, guys? Go on. You want to say hello to Nick Montgomery? <laughs> hey guys, hey, Nick. hey Nico! Hi, boys. Congratulations! Fantastic effort. And uh, all the very best for the grand final. Uh, Richard was just telling us uh, that um, the the connection you guys have managed to instill uh, at the ground and with your fans has made him feel very proud as a chairman. Um, it must make you feel enormously proud to be their coach. Yeah, it's, we're all re- really proud and really proud of, of what we've achieved this season. But I think, like you said then, most importantly, that we've really connected with the fans and the community and, and brought brought everybody together. So it's um, no, it's been it's been it's been awesome. And again, you know, Rich coming in as a chairman and, and you know his first year getting to a grand final, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic for for him. And we just played golf as well, and he's not a bad golfer. So I was just going to yeah, say, been, uh, I was just going to say, is it, you don't want the the, the chair to to dump on all your players and, and tell us how poor their stroke is or or what sort of swing well, they've he's got. Not happy. He, he's not happy with me and Matt Simon because on the last hole, obviously the boys were playing for a little bit of money in the kit for the Ooh. end of the season trip. And yeah, we might have, uh, yeah, we might have given them a good chance to, 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 to win and Rich, uh, yeah, Rich wanted us to beat him. So it was, yeah. <laughs> He wasn't too happy. My teammates, my teammates took a dive on me, guys. Oh, <laughs> this is know? this is cruel and they, unusual behaviour. It is. It uh, is. Uh, yeah, Nick, they, um, Nick, can I just jump in and ask a question? Um, uh, Pakura and I have been telling Richard that from day one, when we uh, got an, a, a, an, a, an opportunity to talk to you, uh, you showed us uh, and you gave us uh, enormous uh, time. You gave us uh, an opportunity to cover as many topics as, as we could uh, muster. And we were thrilled with the first interview, but y- y- you've done a number of interviews with us now, and we're, we're more than fans of Nick Montgomery. We now are almost like preachers. We, we're <laughs> saying to people, now listen, uh, you don't create a, a, a group like that and you don't grab uh, that energy without someone uh, instilling in them the special qualities. And Richard jumped in straight away and said, yeah, he's a Leeds boy. He's a Leeds boy. <laughs> so what does it mean for you to look across the, the, the other end of the world? Leeds on, on tenterhooks, they've got to beat Spurs, and that's possible because they're playing, they're playing at home and Spurs are my team and they're a rabble at the moment. Um, and you are on the cusp now next week at Combank 
you've got you've got an army. Uh, it's a yellow and blue army and a convoy that I'm I'm led to believe. The only thing missing is is uh, Meghan and Harry, uh, who aren't coming down <laughs> for a royal visit. But um, that should fill you with enormous pride, eh? Yeah, it does. And, and look, football is is a big part of my life. It always has been. So following, you know, Sheffield United, my old club, back in the Premier League, and and seeing Leeds. You know, unfortunately, on the cusp of relegation, if they don't get some results, but that's football. You know, they'll, they'll bounce back, and you know, I grew up in Leeds, like Rich here as well, and we know how much it means to to the city and the town, and, and what a fantastic club it is. But you know, that's football. You know, and 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 yeah, it's um, you know, we, we what we what we're doing here is, you know, we, we're on the uh, obviously uh, a week before a grand final, and yeah, we know we got a lot of support, a lot of fans, and. And it's going to be a fantastic occasion. So right now we're just yeah we're just looking forward to to what an occasion it's going to be in in two weeks' time down at the Combank Stadium against you know the the, the biggest club in the league in in Melbourne City. So yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great spectacle and can't be more proud of of the, the the team and the club and the fans and everybody involved and associated with the club. Have you got the boys back on the paddock uh, this weekend? Have you got have you got a game organised? No, we're just internal. We're just playing internal. We we train hard anyway, so you know nothing's really going to change. We'll just train all the way through, and and yeah, we'll prepare for for the game next weekend. So yeah, not not much is changing, and and yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we're prepared to come third of June. Uh, Jason, is he any good? I, I know he's a penalty taker and occasionally he does the penenka, um, but uh, how's his golf swing? Oh, uh, <laughs> not as good as we would have expected. We've got some good golfers, but. We got some good golfers, but yeah, Jason was his usual self, and you know, just just so laughing who, and joking. And so, who was the standout golfer, other than Richard, of course? Well, other than Rich, was Sammy Silvera, Harry Steele. Um, oh, yeah, we got we got a couple of good golfers that, that yeah, I think they get oh. out quite a lot and spend a lot of time together as well, which is which is a good thing because you know the culture that we have. A lot of the boys uh, spend time together, whether it's golfing, having a coffee, eating out, and, and that's obviously what makes the club special as well. Uh, Pakur's got something for you, uh, Coach. I've just got to ask, Nick, now, obviously, you guys obviously playing the grand final in a little bit, but something obviously pretty incredible happened last night. Not incredible, but pretty cool. Garen Cole scoring his first goal in Scotland. What were your thoughts and how happy are you for him? Oh, really happy for him. You know, obviously, he had all this exposure and media attention, signs for Newcastle United, but he's still a kid. You know, He's a young kid. He went over there and he's he goes to a club like Hearts where yeah it's it's not easy you know the SPL is a tough league and found himself sort of struggling and and struggling to settle more than anything you know you forget he's a seventeen year old kid that lived with his mum and and young family and all of a sudden he's you know he's, he's in Europe and and all eyes are on him so nah, I'm really happy for him to to get his first goal and equaliser against Rangers you know at Rangers at Ibrox that's a, a massive Fantastic, moment for man. him and hopefully yeah. now. Hopefully now that can kickstart him and, and, you know, the season's nearly finished, but he's got a big future. He's just going to just take time for him to settle and, uh, yeah, we hope he kicks on next season. Uh, FNR program, uh, our special guests, Richard Peel, the chair of uh, Central Coast Mariners, and the man who's jumped in the car with him is the coach, of course, the manager of the club, uh, namely Nick Montgomery, who's just been uh, amazing. Can you take us back five minutes before the end of full-time last week, and uh, you know you've got it in the bag, but you also know that the game can throw up, uh, you know, awkward things. What what were you thinking to yourself the last few minutes? Can you take us back and 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 play those minutes for us? 
Yeah, look, we tried to keep we try to keep calm. Yeah, look, we knew we had an advantage going into the game. You know, it's not easy going to Adelaide and, and winning, which we'd done, you know, twice in the space of two weeks. So we just sort of needed that first goal. And I think when Sammy Silvera popped up with the first goal, it, it really did put us in cruise control. And yeah, towards you know, the last few minutes, I was looking around at the stadium, just knowing that, you know, we'd achieved what we set out to at the start of the season. And that was to get to the grand final. And and uh, yeah, just looking at the atmosphere and the fans and, and you know, a club that had just been totally galvanised and, yeah, just seeing the, the joy on everybody's face and anticipating that final whistle, and it went when it went off. I think that the whole roof came off the stadium. It was a, <laughs> an amazing moment and emotional for quite a few of the boys, as you saw. And yeah, to get to the grand final, you know, some players never get there in the whole career. Some coaches never get there, so it's it's, it's a monumental moment and one that we savoured afterwards. But we also know the job's not done, so it's uh, yeah, full steam ahead for for the final. Now, Nick, I've just got to ask <laughs> when. Like one of my favourite things, favourite videos on on the internet is Jose Mourinho sprinting uh, to Roma after they've. I can't believe I can't remember what game they won. Nick, if Central Coast are able to get the win in the grand final, are we going to see you do a sprint down the line <laughs> to the fans? Are we going to see just the, don't do a hemi? Yeah, are we? Are we seeing the hands raised? What's the? Have you got a celebration that you would go to? Look, I, tell her, tell I'll her nothing. Honest, tell her nothing, uh, uh, Nick. Don't tell her anything. She's going to have to watch. She's going to have to watch. If anybody's followed this season, they saw that. Um, you know, I got a, I got sent from the technical area once for throwing my arms up, and, and that meant I got sent from the technical area for a second yellow card. He cut me out of the ruling for any awards this season. So, yeah, I definitely won't be running out of the, <laughs> the dugout. I'll probably get banned for six months in Australia. So, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to behave for sure. Oh no! Listen, uh, listen. It's it's fantastic to to be able to reflect on those final few minutes. Uh, the club has done a marvelous job to get twenty thousand. Uh, was it? You see, we watched it on television. Uh, was it as electric as people are saying? Yeah, it was. It was honestly just feel the anticipation, and everybody was just buzzing around the around the ground and and you know seeing the photographs after of the streets packed and the fans marching to the game it, yeah it was a spectacular occasion but you just you know you just feel it when when you go out on the pitch you just feel it the tension in the air and and the buzz and it yeah it really was a special night and i think it's a night that them 20,000 will never forget no matter what happens for the for the rest of their lives they'll always remember being there that night the night that the the, the little mariners you know get to the grand final Ten years after the uh, last got there, Richard so. Richard Peel said to us that the the game you played against uh, Melbourne City a few weeks back was one of the uh, best games of the season. That uh, that uh, that uh, is about right. It, that game could have been anything. The scoreline did not reflect the quality of the match, did it? No, everybody says that that was the best game they've probably seen in the A League in terms of a spectacle and. And two very, very good teams going at each other, you know, attacking football, good players on, on show, young players, energy. And, and yeah, I'll, when you watch back after the game, I, I must agree, you know, it could have been 4-all, it could have been 4-3 to us. You know, I felt we should have could have won the game. You know, we had a couple of point-blank chances towards the end. But, yeah, when you look at the quality of the game and, and yeah, the, the speed of the game, it was really, really high level. And, you know, everybody said the same thing. So uh, I, I want to correct you on that. George, I said it was the best game I've seen in recent memory. I think it was an absolute 
bloody fantastic game. Um, you know that. You're underselling it, George. I'm underselling it. I love I that. I think stuff. you are. And, and, oh. and I will tell you this. I, Go on, I actually Richard. believe it. Well, I think it probably put an extra four or 5,000 people in the stadium last weekend because I, I – and I'm not making this up. After that Melbourne City game, you could be sitting in cafes <clears> the whole following week and you would hear conversations at the adjoining tables, people talking about, did you go to the Mariners? And how good was the game? Like it was – it was. Uh, I think it added a lot, probably 5,000 people to last week. Well, um, and that's – like I said to you before, guys, that's – that's well, that's a credit. One, that's a one. credit to the organisation and to everything you well, guys have instilled from day one. Well, the one thing I said to you at the start was the my contribution to the quality of football and that that we're doing was giving Monty full autonomy, Monty yep. and Search full autonomy to make the decisions on everything football. And um, I think when I see games like that, when when I see the games about you know the, the when we, when we beat. Uh, Adelaide four four one in Adelaide, you know they that is top class top shelf football for anywhere in the world, and um, that's why I continually say that Monty and Serge are on borrowed time in in the A League. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, uh, you, know you are right. You are right in one other regard too, uh, Richard and uh, Nick. Uh, I hope you're still there because I think that game in Adelaide uh, was a statement. For the season, that was remarkable. Very few teams go to Adelaide. In fact, in fact, very few teams go away from home and announce themselves in the fashion that you did. Uh, that was an amazing contest, and you had the full crowd uh, at Cooper Stadium uh, packed in, expecting the Reds to win, and you took it to them and you belted them. And that's one of the best teams in the competition. So you know, credit. Credit where credit's due, it was a sparkling contest with some cracking goals. Yeah, look, we knew going into that game, the pressure on the game was us, Adelaide and West Sydney. We needed to win the game. And, and yep. look, the boys have, whenever I've asked them to, to make a statement, they have. And, and again, I think that was the biggest statement we made all season because nobody expected us to go there and, and, and beat Adelaide, let alone turn them over like we did. And, and obviously Wanderers were away at Melbourne City and... Yeah, it was two games at the same time, and and yeah, we needed to win the game, and, and that's the pressure I put on the players, and you know that that's that's the way that we are, and, and you know we knew what was on the game, so for the boys to perform the way they did, that was testament to them, and and you know to book us that second spot, Asian Cup spot, and and you know through to the automatic semi final was just rewards for you know the the effort over the season. And um, yeah, that that was a special night, and and one that we you know we really did make a statement that we're coming and we're going to get to the grand final and we're going to try and win it. That's the other thing we should not forget: the fantastic impact you've made by finishing second. You are automatically in Asia. Yeah, it's a massive achievement for the club. When I, when I came over ten years ago, as a player, you know, to play in that Asian competition was a great experience and exposure not only for the club, for the players, for the country. So to get back in that again and, and represent the Mariners, you know, in, in Asia is, is amazing. Well, you've got work to do, gentlemen. You've got uh, another week to get through. Uh, good luck on the weekend uh, with all the festivities. Uh, once again, congratulations to the sponsors uh, and to everyone else involved in the club, all the volunteers too, Richard. I'm sure from your perspective, you'd be thrilled to bits to be able to say to everybody associated with the club that, hey, 
it's been one heck of a journey. But as Nick keep reminding us, uh, you've still got unfinished business. You've got a grand final, Combank Stadium, and as you touched on very early on, the convoy is coming. The blue and yellow army is gathering, uh, and it could and it will be a most memorable grand final. I wish you every success. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best. Talk, talk after the grand final. <laughs> you got it, <laughs> Richard. Richard Peel and uh, Nick Montgomery joining us. Um, Nick unexpectedly just jumped in the Got car. A, a welcome surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've just had a big golfing day, and and apparently Nick was very keen to tell us just uh, how the boys had gathered. Are you good at golf, George? I used to play an awful lot of golf. Yeah. But um, what happens as you get older? Your body, your body gets injured more yeah, often, okay. and you have to. I, I need to be in a good group. Yeah. Okay. If I'd had a half a dozen of these guys take me around play golf. Yeah, you sort of lift yourself for that contest. But no, playing, yeah. I'm a shocker. I'm absolutely shocker. My friend, but if you want to come and play a round of golf. No, my one of my one of my great friends is really, really great at golf. She's fantastic. Well, you can keep, leave her at home. Yeah, she was great. I'm horrible. Don't ever take me. I'll hit a tree. We're all finished. I'll take everybody out. No, that's why they put trees nah, in there. Nope, nope. I'm out, George. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Bakua Frimpong, as usual, has been my co-host at FNR. Uh, we've had been, we've been, uh, we had hoped to bring you another interview, but uh, again, uh, there's been um, uh, an emergency and um, uh, a loss in the family, and our our sympathies go out to the family. Um, we hope to bring you that interview when we can. Uh, our condolences and sympathies to our special guest who was going to join us, and it, and it, and it was Benita Mercedes from um, from Sydney. But they've had a uh, a tragedy in the family, unfortunately, and lost a precious member. And our thoughts and condolences to her family and and those people that know the young man involved. Uh, terrible, terrible to lose anyone at any time. But um, in the middle of the, of the year, the, the sorts of thing you don't want to hear. Uh, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Pakur, until next week, we've got some work to do. But, hey, we've got, an inter- we've got a grand final coming up. We do. Very excited. All the best. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR.